Deep breath. Yellow, I'm ready. It's recording. Bitch, I hate you. <laughs> All right, you guys. Hi, welcome back to Stripper Tea, episode 11. How are you guys doing? We miss y'all. I'm with my co host, Carter. Up, guys? What's up? All right, we're going to start this off since Thanksgiving just passed. We're going to start this note off positive. Yeah. So, what are three things you're thankful for, Boo? Um,. One, I'm thankful for my parents are all three. They're ha- happy and healthy. Um, two, I'm thankful that um, I have this studio because it's like really hard to like have a space to be creative in. And like once you have it, it's so special. And like we all just like push each other to be better and like create better things. So shout out to Kevin Banks for getting me the chance to be in the studio. Love you. And um I'm gonna be so gay. I love my dude and I'm thankful for him. <laughs> I've never been in a in a healthy relationship. It's life changing. So shout Aww. out to him, even though he doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> That's sweet. I know. All right. What I'm thankful three things I'm thankful for. First, of course, Stripper T and my co-host. I love you. And I love the studio. I love having our space to talk our shit and be on this therapeutic shit. Yes. You know, <laughs> God knows we fucking need it. And y'all do too. <laughs> Listening to us and our bullshit. I hope we make you guys laugh. Two. Number two, I'm thankful for y'all. Thank you for fucking listening to our bullshit <laughs> sometimes it'd be getting erratic thank you for tuning in because without y'all literally we would just be two bitches talking shit in a mic <laughs> and three i'm i'm thankful for my family that's the most important thing in my life i love cuddles. all y'all <laughs> my dog yeah we're, we're thankful her. for cuddles that bitch is our fucking mascot <laughs> i'm yeah she's our fucking mascot i'm thankful for my family of course you're part of my family too yes and I love all of y'all. Shout out to everybody that's in my life that supports me and only brings positive energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into right. this fucking episode. Fuck the positivity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are we talking about today? Today, I've been waiting my whole life to do this episode. Whole life. <laughs> whole life. Whole life. Because we're going to be talking about waitresses at the strip club. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I love that this topic is coming like right after all the drama that just happened with all these waitresses because it's like perfect timing it's just like an example of the bullshit but we're gonna get into that later but just in general like everybody at the strip club there's a lot of things that go on in there a lot of bullshit yeah good things too but a lot of bullshit a lot of drama so much fucking drama and most of the time it's one-sided drama because i'm like i don't give a fuck (laughs) i don't give a fuck (laughs) no that's the thing is like the strippers are like everything at the strip club like we're the ones who make the money we're the ones making a scene like everyone's so worried about us and they're so in our shit all the time and we're not even worried about them we're just worried about making money and they don't understand that they're just not busy making money so they don't know what to do with themselves you know like yeah it's because you know being like working at the club and you're not a stripper you're just you do a small transaction that's it yeah, but like some of these girls, or you know, some of these girls that work at the club, they 
They want to be about a, waitresses specifically. Yeah, they, like yeah, some of these girls that work in the club, they want to be a part of our hustle, but they don't want to put in the work. They want to be. They want to act like strippers, but they don't want to be strippers. Like they want to be able to say, "Oh, I'm not a stripper, but I'm at the strip club making strip club money," which I don't know. If That's they a really bullface lie. Yeah, exactly. Because I be I hear bitches like talk all of the time how they make so much money and stuff and they're like oh i don't do any of the things these strippers do like there's i am an so angel much, i'm a saint there's so much worse than us because they feel like to make that they money, don't know the game they don't and they just they they play like they try to like cut corners and shit i'm like you want to be a stripper get on fucking stage like they just i feel like waitresses envy strippers because the only thing stopping them from being a dancer is themselves and like they're just fucking scared like they don't have the balls to go get on stage and like they wish they did I could never be a waitress at this strip club because I would get so fucking jealous looking at all these girls and like making money, seeing men making it rain on these hoes. Like I'm like, I would be jealous. The waitresses that fall in between waitress and strippers, like the ones that like kind of want to be strippers, but kind of don't like, I feel like they're playing themselves because look, you're, you're doing all the things strippers do, but you're getting paid drastically so less. less. Like, I'm like, bitch, just hop in. Like, you already got, like, your whole leg up in the puddle, bitch. You mm. might as well go all the way in. Because do you know how many clubs I've, how many clubs I worked at and waitresses would come talk to me. They're like, oh, I just gave this man a lap dance. Oh, I just sold a room. I'm like, and they're like, oh, I just sold a room and I made $300 off this man. And I did this and this. I'm like. But you're $300, a waitress. $300. Why are you selling rooms? Why are you giving lap dances? That's not your fucking job. Like, but also like $300 for a room. That ain't shit. Yeah. For what you're all like all the things that you're doing. I guess like in their eyes, that's like a good bag. But that's to it's us. Not it's worth like it. whatever. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's like I just want to like grab these girls and be like, girl, you need to learn the game. Yeah. What you're doing. You're not making. I mean. Everybody has their own hustle and shit. Like, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do and shit. But you know, like, don't get in the way of strippers making money. And there, there are some strippers that get really fucking mad when they see waitresses make money. What makes me mad is when I'm in a section and there's people throwing money and waitresses expect me like to split the bag with them. But I'm like, you're what? a waitress. You know, this one time I was in a section and I was the only dancer over there and it was two waitresses and they, they threw $3,000. I had to split it evenly with both of them. Why did you split it with them? Because they were like, oh, like those are my customers, which they were, one of one of the girls, it was her customer, so I didn't exactly mind. But the other girl, I was just like, I don't mind tipping you out, but you want me to split this with you evenly? Like, you're not a fucking stripper. Like, they were making it rain in the section for the stripper. Like, and the other waitress, I get that. But still, I was just like, that's three bands, you know? Shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, y'all want to be strippers, then y'all better get naked, Yeah, shit. get naked, get on the fucking pole, be a stripper. Like, don't half-ass it because you're just disrespecting our hustle. I know. I'm like, you signed up for this job to be a waitress. And, I like, I understand that you work at the strip club and it's kind of like a job but not really. But when you're a waitress, like, do your fucking job. Like, you're still a waitress. Like, your job is to get drinks, refill drinks, clean the table, like, get them iced, get them, like... Don't make them, like, make their own fucking drinks. You know how many customers they're, like, 
10 times out of 10, they want ones. They want this. They need that. And there's no waitress to fucking be found ever. And I'm like, I know there's 10 waitresses here. Where the fuck are they? Like, if they would just do their job and stop trying to act like strippers, they would make so much more money. Hell yeah. Literally, um, waitresses, they, I see them like, I see them wilding the fuck out on the floor. Like, it is just not even one club. That's why we're talking about this. No, it's at Mm -hmm. every club. And Bro, waitresses do everything but their job. <laughs> dead ass. Dead ass. Like, when I see a waitress that actually, like, helps me, like, with the fucking drinks and shit and, like, always ask people, like, hey, do you want some ones? Like, just do your fucking job, yo. And, like, I will be more obligated to take care of you if you're doing your fucking job rather than trying to take my job. Period. Literally, custom. do you know how many customers talk to me? They're like, bro, strip club waitresses are so trash. They're so trash. They never come to me when I need a drink or I need a, this or I need this. They're but never they, anywhere to fucking be found. But they come when it's like the worst possible moment. Like when there's a bitches shaking ass inside on their face and shit and they want to come. Do you want a drink? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am occupied. <laughs> like y'all y'all want to do everything but your job y'all want to be strippers but then wear those waitress outfits like yeah what's the deal i mean make your money like i'm not hating i mean i will always make money like i will always make my money yeah like but i'm just saying like y'all should respect strippers give them their space i fuck with the waitresses that take care of me shout out to y'all the ones that pick up my money for me yeah and the ones that ask for ones and like and do things without expecting something back from me like just do it because you're doing your job don't do it because you expect something out of me because like it's so obvious when they're like just doing it because they want something out of you it's just like bro i could just do this myself okay so i guess we're gonna do like a little segue into this main topic um you want to say what you want to say yes (laughs) so we have this new segment it's I don't know what we should call it. We're just reading like funny ass stripper reviews. But there was this one stripper review that I read and it triggered me. (laughs) It fucking triggered me. (laughs) So I didn't screenshot it, but like here is the gist. So basically this man, he gave one star and he's fucking he writes this fucking long ass 10 page essay on yelp he's talking about oh i went to this strip club and i threw a hundred dollars on this girl and i told her to come give a lap dance to my my friend after she got off stage and she took the money and she went in the back and she hid and she took the money for the lap dance and just left and like was trying to do something else and i was just thinking i was like is this motherfucker dumb once you throw money on stage that is stage money yeah that is nothing else if you want to get a lap dance you go you you go up to a girl and you tell them telling someone to go out meet you off stage yeah like you're gonna pay them again like all that money you threw on stage that's their money i was triggered i was like i feel this bitch and i know for a fact she didn't go and hide quotation marks or try to sneak away she probably just went and made bread from somebody she else was just busy making money and she didn't want to go back and talk to you yeah like you were probably <laughs> creepy as shit or something like <laughs> why are you fucking pressed you salty ass man <laughs> i know i'm to the strippers listening if y'all this wouldn't y'all be irritated like this man just thought like oh if i throw a hundred dollars like 20 or 30 dollars of that is like for a, a lap dance. dance it's already like a lap dance i already paid for it like no you these didn't. men feel so entitled i'm like you're the one who threw in. You look dumb. <laughs> you should have saved it. 
if that if that was all the money you brought to the strip club, maybe it's a good thing that you left. <laughs> you know, like I'm a stripper, and even when I go to the strip club, I bring more than a hundred dollars to throw on strippers. Like, yeah, come on now. for real, they just. And I work at the strip club. Come on now. Come on now. Don't be expecting all. Do, never expect these women to do anything for you. Y'all are thirsty, man. <laughs> and some of y'all men just be solely going to the club to find a bitch. Oh, my God. I was at work um, on on Wednesday. And um, I was about to go in the section. And this guy was sitting kind of like, you know, between the two stages. And... Um, he was like, what's up? Are you busy? And I was like, um, I was going to go talk to this section. What's up? And he was like, oh, okay, if you're busy. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, wait. And I'm like, what? And he's, I was like, do you want to spend some money? Like, do you want to dance or something? And he was like, no, like, I just want to get to know you, bitch. I literally rolled my eyes and walked off so fast. And he, like, grabbed my finger like with his two like like with his hand and like grab my like my pointer finger and i'm like trying to pull it away and he just keeps (laughs) holding it tighter and tighter and i'm like give me my fucking hand like why are you like fucking don't touch me like what the fuck grabs you by your finger yes don't go baby would not let go and i just like because he was like no i just want to get to know you i rolled my eyes so fucking hard they almost fell out of my fucking head bitch (laughs) and he was like no wait wait i was like get the fuck away from me the whole night and like i was just annoyed because he touched me like don't touch me and then um the whole night he kept trying to get my attention i was like not even looking at him bro men be going to the club bro you know what like is automatically like i'm not gonna fuck with you at the strip club if like as soon as i sit with you and the first thing you ask me is do you have a boyfriend oh my god in my head i'm like this motherfucker (laughs) what is it to you why does it matter I'm like, and you haven't even spent no money yet? <laughs> you go, the audacity, the fucking audacity, bro. They really be trying us at the club. I know y'all, I know y'all strippers be hearing this shit. You're like, this man hasn't spent a motherfucking penny on me, not even one dollar bill. And he's asking me if I had a boyfriend. What if I do shit? Yeah, right. What if I do? And I, I straight up be like, no. I don't even answer. I'm just like, why? Answer like, a question with a question. They get mad pressed. Like, I'd be like, does your girlfriend know that you're at the strip club? When I peep that shit, I'm like, no. Are you going to spend money, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't ask me these questions unless you're fucking throwing money. And then and even then, you know, even then, just like, I'm not ask. I'm not I'm not here at the strip club to find a man. I'm not here to be booed up and shit. I'm here to make a bag. So, like, throw a bag on me and maybe we can talk. Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll answer your 21 questions later. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like uh, as soon as I sit down, each shit, question is $5. I'm not I'm not some bitch at a regular bar, okay? <laughs> I'm a stripper. I am half naked, of course. <laughs> like, I know I look good shit. <laughs> I know I look good shit, but, like, damn. No, I don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a girl. <laughs> I just I just want what's in your pockets. Okay. So, are we going to tell this Anyways. Story? <laughs> no, I'm glad we got that out. You feel better? Yeah, because, yeah, that review triggered me all. <laughs> okay. Um, so, we're going to tell this story. I really did not want to tell this story, but every time we do polls, everybody wants to fucking hear this story so bad. Like, it's, like, always, like, 80%, right? Yes. Everyone always Y'all wants to hear the tea. The fans have spoken... <laughs> I really don't want to tell this, but 
I'm going to. And I feel like if there's going to be an episode that people come for us, it's going to be this one. (laughs) But I don't give a fuck. Um, This would have never happened to us if we wouldn't have been in the strip club being dancers. Um, It's definitely like one of the coolest fucking things that has ever happened to me in my life. And um, if you get irritated with us i'm sorry because i'm gonna go off like this is okay we're gonna talk about the one and only champagne poppy daddy drizzy drake we love you aubrey graham (laughs) this is the only name we'll name drop because he's the only one that matters he is the stripper lover we love you and you show mad love do you know any famous people and rappers that we encounter at the club but we don't give a shit about them don't give a fuck about famous people or rappers ever but this man drake makes me feel some type of way and you know what being from houston like for us i know he's from canada but he claims h-town motherfucking baby it's because he was he like was basically discovered here it's where he made all his like old shit his mixtapes that fucking popped off bro you know? november 18th be hitting a little bit different out here you know what i'm saying like we in h-town like let's get into it okay i'm gonna tell this part first because it's kind of a long story um so basically we worked at this club and um so the first night he came the owner um he calls the owner at like three in the morning and he's like, hey, can I throw a private party at your your club? And the owner's like, yeah, sure. It's three in the morning. Let me see if I can get some um, like employees up there because they close at two. So they, everyone had literally like just gone home, like the bartenders and the managers and everything. So um, he calls like a waitress, a bartender, um, some managers up there. They have like a private party. It's like all Drake and all his people, all his girls. Um, there's a night. There's a strip club out here that like the. The guy who runs that strip club, he basically, like, runs all these girls, and they're, like, quote-unquote, like, Drake's girls. Like, whenever they need... They're all the girls in, like, the Best I Ever Had music video. Like, just those bitches. Like, they've just been around, you know? I'll cut it out. (laughs) That night, none of the owner's girls were there. Like, the owner's dancers for his own club, none of the girls were there. So the next night, Drake was like, can I have another private party tonight? So they closed at 2, so it was happening, like, after the club was closed. So um, it was a private party. It was Drake, all his friends, like some NBA players, like some NFL players, um, just, you know, anybody who's anybody in Houston. And then it was all his girls. And then the owner was allowed to invite five girls of his own. Like he was really like, can I please bring some of my bitches that like that like ride for me? So there was like five of us that he invited. I think two girls ended up staying that night. So it was like seven. And um the rest of them they must have had like 35 girls of their own so shit 35 just, girls we really were like it's fending for our lives <laughs> yeah so um i'm gonna be honest like that night like their people really didn't throw any money like the owner of the club really threw all the money that night so we kind of had to like split it with them but um a week later i had been dating this guy and he cheated on me and the owner of the club was dating this girl and um, I hadn't really been like speaking to him because him and I used to like date or whatever and I was just trying to be loyal to my dude. So my dude cheats on me and I'm at work one night and I see him sitting at the bar and I'm like, hey, um, my boyfriend cheated on me. Do you want to get drunk? And he was like, oh, that's funny. My girlfriend cheated on me. I found out yesterday. He was like, let's get fucking wasted. (laughs) I'm like, okay, bet. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's just be toxic exes real quick. Fucking pain away. Yeah. And then he texted me, like, the next day, I want to say, and he was like, hey, um, do you want to go to L.A. this weekend? 
Drake wants to fly us out. And I'm like, yes, I want to yes. fucking go to L.A., okay? Like, so it was, like, this big secret. Like, we couldn't tell anybody. Um, like, I wasn't allowed to say anything because of, like, legal reasons. Um, so we fly out there, okay? It's Friday. It's me, the owner, and his business partner. So um, we fly out there on Friday. We're supposed to hang out with Drake on Friday. He texted us. He was like, hey, I have a family thing I have to take care of. Um, I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And like, mind you, we flew out there. We had no idea what we were doing this weekend. I didn't even know what outfits to bring. We literally went out there. We were like, honestly, what if he played us and he doesn't even see us? Like, he's fucking Drake. Like, why is he trying to chill with, you know, the owner? The little people. Yeah, with ex- exactly. With the little people. Like, it was just so, like, surreal the whole time. So, Friday, um, Drake has a restaurant out in L.A. It's called Delilah's that he, like, owns or whatever. And he got us a table. He sent us a bottle. Um, we actually didn't let him fly us out there. We, like, bought our own tickets because um, the owner was like, it's really hard to do business with somebody when you're just, like, sucking his dick the whole time. So we didn't really let him, like, fly us out or anything. Um, so we go out there. Friday, we go to dinner at Delilah's, um, whatever. So we go home. Saturday, um, they had, like, a business meeting, like a dinner. And so I stayed at the hotel. And... Um, the guy who brought me he was like I don't know what we're doing tonight he was like I don't know if Drake is gonna invite us out or like what we're gonna do he was like my suggestion is like just get ready and um you know I'll text you after the dinner if anything I'll send you an uber whatever so I was like okay bet so they're at this dinner for like four fucking hours I'm like what are y'all talking about so Drake (laughs) wanted to buy his club and the owner is just really protective of it and you know which as he should be there's a lot of people out here in Houston that have things against him and the people that Drake fuck with is those people. Like, those people do not fuck with this owner. And so he was just very, like, skeptical, like, trying to be protective of himself, his club, everything. And um, as he fucking should, you know? Like, the way they run their clubs and the way they play this game is a lot fucking different than the way that other people do. And, like... I feel like Drake doesn't even know. You know what? I think he knows, but he's so busy being Drake and doing his own thing that he's not fucking worried about that shit. Yeah, so Saturday comes around. They go to dinner. I get up at like 11, right? I take a shower. I'm getting ready. I'm like so anxious. And this man texted me. He was like, I'm going to send you an Uber. We're going to go to the club with Drake. Ah! I'm like, okay. I'm literally, I I put my phone up. I started playing Money in the Grave. And I just start fucking dancing. Like, like seizure dancing. Like, (laughs) I'm like in the hotel room, like screaming. Like, I took a video of myself. I was like, I'm about to go fucking hang out with fucking Drake. And I don't give a fuck about anybody or anything right now. Like, (laughs) I was so upset my dude cheated on me, but at the same time, I was like, fuck him. If he didn't, then I wouldn't fucking be here right now. So fuck you. And um, so I get an Uber to this club, right? And like out in LA, you can't really go anywhere unless you know people. Like you can't get into nightclubs and shit. So I pull up to this club and the line is like out the fucking door. Like they're not letting anybody inside. And I walk up to the door and... um like the security guard comes out comes and gets me and everyone's looking at me like who the fuck is this bitch like who the (laughs) fuck does she think she is and i walk in and we go in the section there's like kevin durant's in our section like all these fucking famous people you know and so the dude that i went with he introduced me to drake and he was like this is so and so but he said my real name so my real name is not carter but i'm just gonna use carter as an example he said my real name he goes this is carter um 
Carter, this is Drake. And I like shook his hand and he was like, hey, Carter, like, thank you so much for coming. Okay, first of all, I almost shit my fucking pants. <laughs> I was like, Drake just shook my hand and said, thank you for coming. So the whole night, it's like, Drake is standing here. Right next to him is the dude that brought me. And right next to him is me. So I'm like, <sighs> like the whole time, like the dude who brought me, he's like, do not act like a fangirl. Do not fucking take pictures. Don't be weird. Like he was like, you need to act like you do this shit all the time. He was like, if you embarrass me, I'll never bring you on a trip like this again. <laughs> so I'm like on my best behavior, like sipping 1942 in this section, just chilling, being me, you know, trying not to stare at Drake too much. And um, I look good that night too. <laughs> so I, was I bet like, you did. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but yeah, he was really cool. Um, Anybody who, like, obviously I do music and shit. Like, I went to school for sound engineering. Um, Drake's sound engineer, his name is E-40. And he's, like, a really famous sound engineer. He's fucking amazing. Um, and there was this guy. He's a white guy. And there was this white guy standing next to Drake the whole night. And I'm, like, the drunker I get, I keep telling my friend, I'm, like, that's 40. That's 40. Like, I have to meet him. Like, he's such, he's, like, one of my biggest inspirations. Like, I want to work with him so bad. And so, finally, my dude was, like, all right, I'll fucking ask him. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked him and it wasn't him but he came up to me and he was like hey like I heard you thought I was 40 he was like I'm not 40 I actually work for him like he's fucking amazing I'm like nowhere near as cool as he is but Aww. um he was like uh yeah I, you know like I do do music whatever and I, he was like if I could give you one piece of advice like obviously you're doing something right like look at who you're surrounded by like if you just keep doing what you're doing like your time will come so yeah whatever that happened they kept the nightclub open for us I think Drake was just trying to show us a good time whatever so we were like you know right next to him the whole night obviously he like took us out um so the next day was Sunday and we were supposed to leave on Sunday but um we didn't leave because Drake was like I'm going to um be a surprise guest at this music festival on Sunday. If you guys want to come, I'll get you backstage passes, whatever. So we stayed an extra day and it was Camp Flogna that was held by Tyler, the creator. And I fucking um, love Tyler, the creator. I went and seen him in concert. He's fucking yeah. funny. So <laughs> this was really awkward because that was when Drake got booed off stage and oh, everybody shit. made a big fucking deal about it. Yeah. Why would they do that to my poppy? Yeah, exactly. So what? Tyler, the creator was like really upset about it. And he was like, I am so embarrassed by my fans. Like I got Drake to be a surprise guest at this festival. And everyone was like upset because they thought it was going to be Frank Ocean. But whatever besides the point so we pull up on sunday and we have these like um uh like backstage passes and it's me the owner his business partner and then his assistant just happened to be in la that weekend like literally it was like a coincidence she just happened to be there and um so she went with us and we were backstage and his like people had their own separate backstage it was called the green room and it was like um who did I meet? I met Tyler, the creator. I smoked a blunt with Lil Yachty. Um, Jaden Smith was back there. How high did you get? I was pretty high. Um, <laughs> I was being really shy, so I only hit it like twice. But um, everyone was in like OVO sweatshirts. Like it was just all everyone was OVO. They all had OVO chains. Like it was dope. So um, we're back there. We're like eating chicken wings, like, you know, pre-gaming before he goes on stage. And um, he came up to me and he was like, hey, okay. He said my real name again, but my real name is not Carter. He shook my hand. He was like, hey, Carter, like, it's so nice to see you again. And I was like, you know, mouth is like on the floor. I have to like pick it up off the floor. <laughs> um, he's so fucking hot. Oh, my God. So he's about to go on stage and we all like walk to the stage and um, 
the fire marshal wasn't letting anybody up there, anybody else, because you're only allowed to have like 300 people up there because there's like a weight limit for the stage. And we're like stuck downstairs. And so we're like, fuck, like we want to see this fucking performance. So Drake like goes up to the security guard and he points at us and he was like, no, they need to be up there, up here. So they come and get us. We go up there. The owner's like feeling all fucking special and shit. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, like Drake loves me. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And, um, so we're up there. Um, ASAP Rocky was up there. He called me baby. I almost started crying because ASAP is so cute. Um, Tyler was up there performing. Lil Uzi was up there performing. Um, who else was up there? I don't know. Just a bunch of fucking famous people. I was just like, it wasn't even real, honestly. Like, I'm just standing on the side. And so Drake goes on stage and he performs. And then um, I thought it was fucking amazing. Like, I didn't really hear anybody boo him off stage. I really didn't hear that part. I feel like it was just one group of people and TMZ just like blew it up, made a big deal about it. But basically, he was like, do y'all want me to keep playing? Like, at the end, he was like, do y'all want some more music? And they were like, no. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, he was really, like, Bro, upset what? about it. It was fucked up. Yeah, I'm like, had this been in Houston, we would have never treated you like that, baby. Hell no. Nah. Fuck them people out in L.A. Like, H-Town love, baby. We all love you down here. no. I was like, oh, my God, this is so surreal. But that's so, like, disrespectful. Dead like, ass. going to a, to a fucking concert and booing somebody, like, do you know, like, the amount like, do you know the amount of balls you have to, like, go in front of a stadium filled with fucking people and, he was and perform and put guest. yourself out there? Like, that's fucking disrespectful. It like, so y'all people up. don't got no home training shit. Tyler, the creator, was so upset. It was a lot of, like, younger people, like, people, like, in high school and shit. Like, and it was just the wrong crowd. Like, there, it was, like, an alternative music festival. It wasn't, like, a rap music festival. So... Um, and so we went to the Hollywood hotel and we're drinking, eating. And then, um, his assistant that was with us, she got really, really fucked up. And so we had to take her home, but we did go to an after party with him. Um, they had it at Delilah's again, like where we went to go eat on Friday and, um, everyone was just like lit. And like, at this point I had met him like three times. Like I had been there all weekend. Like I was drunk. I was like getting comfortable and I really like he was standing next to me like me and the owner and him were standing in a circle at one point just like talking and I really wanted to tell him like thank you so much for having me at your concert like I've lived in Houston almost my whole life I've never seen you in concert like thank you so much for this whole weekend but I didn't want to bring up the concert and he gets upset and he's like wow fuck this bitch you know so like I didn't want to <laughs> bring it up because I knew he was upset but like I so badly wanted to thank him but I was obviously nervous because it's fucking Drake <laughs> so we come home after this weekend we come home on monday and i want to say like two weeks later drake came back into town and it was actually this happened on my birthday this past year so my birthday 2020 was january 9th every year january 9th and um mark your calendars yeah it was a, on a thursday okay the 9th was on a thursday and that night he was coming into to the club to was have, i there Yes. Oh. This is the night. Okay. This is where your part comes in at the end. But um, this is my birthday. And I was like, oh, my God, what a fucking dope ass birthday. I get to spend it at the club with fucking Drake and all his people. So um, we start whatever. Two o'clock rolls around. They all start coming in. Everyone that was at work that night, like everyone, all the regular people had left. And then, um, you know, it was ready for like Drake's people to come and like turn up. So... All the girls, like, the owner took us all in the back and was like, look, I don't want no fucking drama. If y'all start drama, like, you're not welcome back in my club, period. So 
Everybody knew there was going to be drama. And so all of these girls that he brought, they all have pimps. Like, you really can't fuck with that team if you're not, like, if you don't choose up. That's just how they work. And so um, I would say each pimp had, like, five or six girls, from what I could tell. And um, whatever, like, the night happened. Like, people were throwing money. And um, at the very end, like, oh, and mind you, okay, so he dropped Life is Good that night. So it was 2 a.m. So technically it was the 10th. You can go on Google and look up the day he dropped Life is Good. It says January 10th, 2020. I'm standing right next to him, right next to him on my left. And they drop Life is Good in the club. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is some new shit. Is this what we doing? And so like literally a bop. And so every and I just looked at him and he looked at me like like I wanted to say hi to him. But the owner had told us, like, don't approach him. Don't say anything to him. And I'm just fucking shy. Like, he looked at me. I know he knew who I was, obviously. But I was a stripper right now. I wasn't a person. And, like, I didn't want to go up (laughs) to him and be weird. But I was like, damn. Like, he dropped Life is Good. And I was like, this is a fucking bop. And then, yeah. So every time I hear that song in the club, which is, like, all the time, I literally get the chills. I didn't even know he dropped Life is Good that night. Mm -hmm. I think they... I think like it went on when I went on stage, cause like the night when it, when Drake came, it no, went, it they went dropped by. it afterwards. It was like so slow the night, like cause mm-hmm. like Drake he came, he went upstairs and he still was, you know, they were talking business and shit. Yeah. So everybody like club is fucking full, girls, all of these people like they're all just waiting. Mm-hmm. Nobody's fucking throwing. Everyone's money. just waiting for something to happen. Like everyone's just side eyeing him, like trying not to look at him, but obviously everyone's fucking concerned about what he's doing and. And so um, I'm going to let you tell your part in a second. But at the end of the night, like, it was just weird. Like, there was all these pimps in the locker room. Like, all the girls were just talking shit about us. Like, they were like, fuck this this club. Like, fuck these girls. Like, they were just walking around. They were like, we deserve this club. We deserve this club. And I'm like, well, if you deserve it, then why don't you have your dude build you one? Like, the <laughs> one who runs your club, why don't you fucking build one? Like, what makes you think you deserve this shit? I don't understand why they felt so entitled. Like, they were just trying to, like, basically, like, they wanted Drake to buy the club so they could do their own thing and, like, fuck us. Like, just get us the fuck out. And I'm just like, y'all are literally fucking insane if you think that you're going to take this shit away from us. And Here so I walk out the locker room, and it's, like, 7 a.m. at this point. And basically one of the NBA players that was there, his car got broken into, and I guess some shit got stolen, and he was upset, and um, all of, like, Drake had already left. Like, he was already gone. Um, all the people had already gone. Like, he wasn't even there. And, like, all the people that had worked for him that night, um, E was there. He, like, runs everything. But they were getting into it with, like, our general manager. And basically, I walked out the locker room, and this girl is like screaming at our general manager she's like fuck you fuck this club like this club ain't shit your girls ain't shit like this club is shit because of us because we came and all this shit and um shit i left at this point because i already made my bag (laughs) i I missed all the fucking tea yeah and i'm like (laughs) whoa like i was just like whoa like what the fuck did i just walk into and so the general manager's like arguing with her and um I really don't remember exactly what had happened because this was so long ago. But the owner walks up and he's like obviously drunk as fuck. And he had told E, he was like, I'm going to take care of this, but I'm going to do it tomorrow when I'm not fucking hammered. Like, and I know he would have taken care of it because that's how he is. But he just was drunk. He was like, I'm going to deal with it when I sober up tomorrow. That's it. And they were all pressed about it. And then like 
the owner walks up and she's like talking shit to him. She's like, fuck you, fuck this club. And he's like, nah, like, fuck you. Like, get the fuck out of my club. Like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Like, y'all came in my club, danced for free, made bands, and you're sitting over here bitching for what? Like, they were just so fucking disrespectful the whole time. And finally, he was like, get the fuck out of my club. And I see the security guard walk over there. I see the DJs walk over there. I see the stage guys. Like, all the men that worked for that club had walked over there at this point. And I'm, like, on the other side, and dancers are walking out the locker room. I'm grabbing them. I'm like, look, y'all just stay over here because I don't know what's about to happen. It's, like, this big-ass fucking brawl. Like, there was a taser pulled. Like, he almost got tasered. Like, is that what it's called, a taser? I don't know. I was right? there. Anyways, shit. Anyways, so whatever. All this shit happened, and it was just fucking dramatic. And so we kicked him out, and um, E texted the owner after all this happened. It was like, um, the deal's off. Like, we're not doing it. And he just started laughing, and he was like, okay, whatever. Like, I know that had a big deal of, like, what happened, like, why this, like, whole thing like fell through but to be honest like i think the owner made the right decision and like having our backs like having like his back like had they came and like try to take over our club like that would have fucked up like a lot of our like that would have made everyone feel some type of way you like, know that club would have just been built off disrespect yeah. i think like had he got the club he wouldn't have been there running it it would have been those people like he would have been out doing his thing. He's fucking Drake. He would have been traveling, doing his music, whatever. Like, I'm sure he would have came home and, like, showed love. But it was just so obvious what they were trying to do. I had a, such a different experience that night because I feel like I'm the one that, like, started, like, jumped everything off because everybody was just sitting in the club. They were fucking waiting for Drake to come down. He finally comes down. He's doing, he's just chilling. They're like, can you go on stage? At this point, I've already gone on stage like two times. No, not even a single dollar has been fucking thrown. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go on stage. I go on stage. I'm the first bitch Drake throws money on. He throws like four fucking bands. And this is why I fuck with Drake because he shows strippers mad love. He he respects the hustle and he's not no grimy ass motherfucker. He's not going to be watching you and shit. He just he just throws, throws it. it yeah. He throws it. Money is fucking covered on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, this is one song. I danced to one fucking song and he threw bands on me, bitch. I was feeling like a motherfucking princess. And I know everybody had a really bad experience with E that night, but he was <laughs> so nice to me. He was like hopping me up on stage and Drake threw bands. Then the and of course the owner was like if Drake will throw bands, I would throw bands. He throws bands too. I'm over here feeling like a motherfucking princess on stage. I get off. Literally, the fucking floor is covered. Everywhere by the stage is covered. We get a big ass fucking Glad Force Flex bag. That whole thing is fucking full. I pull it on my shoulder. I walk back. I walk back. I'm like, I know everybody knows I'm that bitch. And I'm just like, like putting all the money away. And all the girls that were working from the other club, they came up to me. They were just. They were all so sweet to me. They just wanted to be my friend. I was like, I I'm love sure they wanted to be your friend. Ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they were like just being nice to me. And then like I was like talking to all the people there. They were all so cool. I was like, this night was fucking amazing. I fucking love you, Drake. And then the girl that you were with on stage, that was her first night dancing ever. I know. I carried that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was, like, a year ago, like, right now. Because I remember it popped up on my Snapchat memories all, like, last weekend, all the videos from the Drake concert, which was a year ago right now, which is so crazy that we're talking about this right now. 
it's it's wild and it sucks that that shit fell through because the owner's like drake's the one that got away (laughs) (laughs) the one that got away the one that got away but yeah that was our experience with drake he he was a great person yeah he's dope i hope if he listens to this which I he hope. probably won't, but like I know he's never gonna hear it. But if he ever does, I hope he we didn't say anything that hurt his feelings. Cause yeah, because we fuck with you hard. Sick, yeah, we we fuck with you so hard. You're such a cool ass person. I don't know you personally, but honestly, when I was looking at him the whole night, I didn't I didn't want to bother him because I felt like he was like on his own shit. Me too. But I could see his face. I felt like he was tired of hoes. <laughs> yeah, I. That's why I didn't want to talk to him because I'm like I don't want to bother this man. Like I, I know like, you already that. showed me love, so I'm good. Just the fact that I got <laughs> I to said, see you on my birthday. <laughs> I said thank you though. I gave him a hug. I was like, "Thank you. <laughs> You're the best." Shout out to the owner for introducing me. Yeah, for real. Um, okay, so that's our fucking Drake story. I hope it wasn't too boring for y'all. I don't know, but y'all wanted to hear it, so that's what it is. And I think a lot of people like every time I tell, I don't tell this story often because people don't believe me. They think I'm full of shit. Um, obviously, I wasn't allowed to take pictures anytime I ever met him. Like. That's just fucking rude. So I don't have pictures with him. I wasn't trying to put myself beneath him because once you do that, it's like, oh, you're just a fan. And like, you know, I'm going to meet that man again one day, but it's going to be under different circumstances. Like it's going to be in the studio. I'm not going to be a fucking stripper. And I'm moving up in this bitch. Yeah, exactly. So um, we actually have some rappers that want to come on to the podcast. Some Houston rappers that y'all will definitely know. Um, we're going to go actually hang out with them tonight and chop it up and see if they want to, if, if we're going to let them on the podcast, that's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Um, but yeah, anything else? Yeah. That's all we have for you guys today. Stay tuned for the next episode because I have a feeling if these rappers come on, they're going to have the fucking tea. Yeah, but I'm going to tell them they can't come on unless they're going to spill the tea because people be coming on here and they're scared to say shit. So... You gotta have some hair on your chest. Yes, if we you definitely come have deleted tea. episodes because <laughs> yeah, we don't fuck with them. Exactly. Um, go follow us on Instagram at Stripper T. We have a TikTok. It's at Stripper T. Um, go follow my Instagram at DJ Carter Snow. Just click the link in my bio. I have my SoundCloud, my Snapchat, everything. And then what do you follow me on Instagram at Yaz and my OnlyFans at Yasmin XO. Get lit. Get lit. We love you guys and stay tuned. Stripper T out. Stripper T out.